makes you feel he's a cool exec with the heart of steel. Yeah, one, two, one, two, one, two. Which really good is your boy. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Thousand dollar bills, y'all. And this is Tony Starks, Iron Man himself, right here in the, on the Unstandardized Podcast. I want to send a big, big, big shout out to my man, Big Ron. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is, baby. All day. Unstandardized Podcast. That's the next level right there, baby. We repping this all day. I got your back. Tone Stark, live in the flesh. In the woo, I got the wooing back in me. All right? Appreciate you, bro. Hold it down. Keep it going. One. Welcome to another episode of the Unstandard Air Podcast. And I am here today with Arturo Smith. Hello. Copy of Fantastic Frankie, as you may know her. <laughs> oh boy, I know her a little differently, but okay. <laughs> I'm sure you do. How's your day today? Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So we're here not at anyone comics because uh they were like uh booked or whatever. So we're at my friend Jason Jason's house. <laughs> and we're recording. Uh, today I want to talk to you about uh what it's like to be a parent of a, a geek. Or, you know, to maybe influence some of that nerddom. Wow. <laughs> it's so weird because, um, you know, you do as a parent, you do things uh, when your children are around. Not even sure how, you know, what, if any influence it'll have on their lives. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it's like magic. All of a sudden, something sparks within them. They begin to grow and nurture it, and then Frankie has just turned this into something that I'm just so proud of. You know that that to even know that I helped inspire something like that is just amazing, and the fact that you know young people nowadays have the venues to where they can express that creative yeah. aspect of their life is just mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Wow, so um, where, where are you from? Hold on, where are you from? Hold on. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna do it like this. Okay. okay. That's a that's a hip hop reference. I don't know if you listen to uh, Kendrick Lamar. But, yeah. No, I don't listen to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, wow. He said a whole lot in just yeah, those few just, seconds. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually. I'm from Peekskill, New York. Okay. And, you know, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's in upstate New York. It's a nice little river town. Uh, I grew up there in the 60s and, and the, at the height of the civil rights movement. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, I, I learned about blackness growing up in Peekskill mm-hmm. during the 60s. Um, not to say that it was segregated or, or there was a split society. However, there was a chapter of the Black Panthers in Peekskill. And that's where I got some of my earliest life lessons was right there in Peekskill, New York with the Black Panthers. And a lot of, a lot of the community-based organizations today that, um, you know, bigger agencies like Children's Village and those kinds of things, they take credit for it. However, it was the Black Panthers that started breakfast programs. It was the Black Panthers that started after-school programming. And, um, you know, that's not written about in the history books, but if you grew up during that time period, that's where we got a lot of our first life lessons. Uh, did you see uh, Judas and the Black Messiah? No, I didn't. Oh, and um, 
you know, because of the fact, and, and as I told my wife, I lived that story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's for, it's for the younger people who, who don't know their history or don't know about the things that the Black Panthers went through and some of their turmoils. Mm-hmm. That's for them to learn and to grow from. You know, I've experienced it. I've experienced America at its best and at its worst. And, um, you know, I, I know the story. I lived the story. So you don't need to. So, so I, yeah. I don't need to live it again. Yeah. Is it like trauma? Do you pass those stories down onto your children? I, um, you know, it is a little traumatic for me. And, um, you know, I, I'm one who likes to let life teach my children on their own. You know, if they have questions, they can feel free to ask me because I never hold back. However, the best lessons are learned by experience. You we learn by doing, so you need to experience it firsthand. I could tell you about the, some of the prejudices that I experienced as a young man, but unless you actually live it, you know, it, it's hard to make you relate. You know, I was listening to Nas, and one of his um, lyrics to a song he wrote says that a caterpillar can't envision, you know, can't experience what an eagle envisions. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so prolific, and, you know, it's so real, because unless you experience it, you mm-hmm. can't relate to it. Yeah, and the a caterpillar and an eagle, like just the, the different access that those two creatures have. Exactly. It, it, that says a lot. Um, where are you from ethnically? Um, well, ethnically, my father's Puerto Rican, my mother's West Indian. Oh. And um, that's where I'm from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> primarily from my mother, but um, <laughs> yeah, and I relate to both. You know, I found as I got older, I wanted to experience more of the Latino side because I grew up, you know, experiencing everything black. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't until I got into my late 40s, early 50s that I really wanted to experience more of my Latino side. Mm-hmm. And I learned, you know, more about that as I got older. Cool, cool, cool. So when did, what was your first experience into anything that anyone would call geeky or nerdy? Well... I think I have the distinction of being, you know, one of the original blurds. <laughs> and um, that started back in the late 70s, early 80s when I was younger. I used because um, before I got hit with Parkinson's, I used to love to draw. Mm-hmm. And um, back then I would draw from comic books. And I mean, I could really draw. And wait, the wait, characters. Hold, pause right there. Wait, where did you get comic books? Like, was there like a local store? Yeah, or? there was a local comic book store like. A uh, two-minute run down the hill from my house in Peekskill. In Peekskill, and w- was this comic book store like full of other black kids? Uh no, no. Uh, Peekskill itself wasn't full of too many black <laughs> kids. So. But you know, it, it was a little Jewish guy owned the store, mm-hmm. and um, every Friday he would get a brand new, co- you know, section of comics. And um, Marvel wasn't as huge as it is now, but. Um, Primarily, he got the DCs, mm-hmm. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, uh, World's Finest. That was the collaborations of Batman and Superman or Batman and some other superhero. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, of course, the Justice League, the Justice Society, the Legion of Superheroes, with, and then Superboy and all these other ones. Oh, you're heavy into the DC, huh? You went, yeah. You took it there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I had to. Yeah. Um, you know, and I would go down there every Friday and if I had a quarter to get one, mm-hmm. you know, I would get one. But if I didn't, then he would tell me, okay, if you want to go in the back and help me put away the newspapers and some of the candy, then you can have a, a comic book at the end. And uh-huh. then I would do that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I would stay on top of my comic books. And I'd have um, subject matter that I could draw from. Mm-hmm. And I would draw the characters, and then I would cut the characters out. 
And I would just Have go you into cut my, up any books that you realize are worth really? Oh, no, I wouldn't now. cut up the book. <laughs> I, what I would do is actually draw from the pages in okay. the book my favorite character and their favorite, you know, what I thought were like really cool poses. Mm-hmm. And I would duplicate that and then cut it out. And then I would just reenact my own scenes and scenarios. Oh, so you were like making your own comics. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Maybe like if you were lived in a different town or if you had more access like the way people have today, maybe you could Oh yeah, if I had the stuff that, been, that young people yeah. have nowadays, I'd probably be uh an animator somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's dope and it's like it's cool but it's like sad but it's cool but it's like cool to see your that you weren't able to take it like to to where it might have been but your daughter. Right. And and it. that's what's so cool about what Frankie does. It's like you know, where I couldn't take it, she can. Yeah. And, you know, she can have open dialogues about even race mm-hmm. in the comics and, you know, what role that plays in mm-hmm. comics and how it translates, you know, to what people see and how they see it. Mm-hmm. And um, even, you know, at work, I've, we've got a couple of blurreds at work and, you know, we'll sit around and we'll talk about it. And, you know, our biggest discussion, our biggest argument was about um, Thanos. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if people had acquiesced and said, okay, do it, mm-hmm. you know, we'll let you just blink, you know, get half of the galaxy's population so that they'll bring balance, then is it still genocide? You know, it was only genocide because of the fact we looked at it from the violent aspect of it, the fact that, you know, he literally would go to worlds and and then take over and then decimate half the population. But what if people were like, you know what, you're right. We need to, you know, balance things out and make make it an equal share. Then it's a completely different story. Oh wow! That's 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 that brings like a lot of moral questions. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But see, that's the thing, and that's the wonderful thing about comics nowadays. You can it it spurs those conversations conversations, and and makes you think about like, hmm, what if? Yeah, Yeah, really, what if? Do you watch all the like the Disney Plus shows and stuff? I do. at first, the only one I, I got lost on was um, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it started so slow. I was like, is this supposed to be a comedy? <laughs> you know, and, and then as it developed, then, then I was like, okay, yeah. this was it. But my favorite was Loki. I can't wait for it. I'm hoping that they come out yeah, with the Loki's, second part. Yeah, yeah they said second season's coming out. But um, what about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? How'd you feel about I loved that it. one? I loved it. Yeah. I love especially the ending when... Um, the Falcon became the new black Captain America. And yeah. and I, I just loved it because of the fact that Captain America could have been a black man. Yeah. And, you know, during the course of that, that segment, you know, they, they showed that um, they were experimenting with the super soldier formula on black soldiers. Mm-hmm. A lot like the Tuskegee experiments yeah. and the things that our, our black soldiers went through. But um, to see, you know, a black superhero... Mm-hmm. Like with the American colors on, I was like, now that represents America. Yeah, and you yourself, you served as well too, right? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Eight years in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, how is it different now and then from seeing you seeing superheroes? Like you said, you used to go to the comic book store and you buy Legion of Superheroes, JSA, mm-hmm. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. None of those characters look like you. No, None no, of those characters look no. Like you. So, were you looking for that when you were that age, or did you just like it was just the norm and accepted? The thing is, you know, it was a different time, so that was accepted. Yeah. Um, now, I'm sure if I were growing up nowadays, I would I would definitely look for someone that looked like me. But mm-hmm. back then, you know, most of the heroes were white. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still remember when I saw the first Black Panther comic book, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Mm-hmm. And I just lost my mind, you know. And and the first illustrator was Jack Kirby, who did the um, first Black Panther series. And it was just unbelievable. And then when you read and you read about a futuristic African society, Mm -hmm. uh, that just, uh, 
It was unheard of. Yeah. You know, it was unheard of. And of course, the sales, the early sales weren't as good because of the fact that only black kids really bought that magazine. And, you know, initially the Black Panther was like one of Marvel's lesser heroes, whereas now, yeah. thanks to the movie, he's yeah. one of the more popular ones. Yeah. How was that? How was it like for you seeing that? Or even just the word blurred. Like when the word blurred came out, how did you feel about that? <laughs> I said, that's me. That's me. <laughs> you know, I could really relate to that because I was. Mm-hmm. I was a blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, even when I started collecting action figures back then, when I started, you know, the guys that collected action, action figures were like, if they sent you a box in the mail, you'd probably want to dip it in your bathtub first to make sure oh, wow. it didn't explode. Wow. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, they they were like creepy guys that kind of hung out in the back of the toy aisle. Oh, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was, you know. Yeah, what, that, that's what, what presumed the nerd is. Exactly, exactly. And that's but why we're here, people. Nowadays. You see Arturo with the fresh sweater on, glasses. <laughs> that's cashmere. Cashmere, Frankie in the background, cashmere. The one sugar grain. You're like pretty fly to be considered a nerd. And like, how, how was that? Like, where you feel like you were like just not accepted into like nerd groups? The thing, or just not the thing looked is, at as a nerd because you, uh. You carry yourself like different? Well, I've always carried myself different, and I've always been much of a loner, and I really didn't care much about what people said or thought about me because, you know, I was just marching to my own drum. Mm-hmm. So um, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And, um, you know, I've been called a lot of things, but arrogant and conceited and, you know, but all in all, it was just who I was at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do I fit the norms or what society may say a father should be? I doubt it, but mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm trying to do the best I can with what I had to grow up with. So mm-hmm. you know, and I had to piece together an adulthood along the way. And I was like, okay, I'll figure this out as I go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, <laughs> nerds come in all shapes, sizes, especially sure, as blurs. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Not everybody looks like a nerd. Cool. No, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, my my last episode I had on uh, a guest, and she's a pretty well dressed girl, and she's very pretty, and we were complimenting each other, and it's like this is just not how we're depicted in media and stuff like that. Exactly. At all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they, like you said, they they want me to look like Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> with with the bow tie and the yeah, suspenders yeah. and me, the eye me water personally, paint. I've I've had problems with the word blurred because people like make you synonymous with that. It's like, oh, so you're like you know white. Have you ever been called like? Oh, like because your interest is in certain things that people presume to be white or like uh, adhere close to whiteness. That oh yeah, I, I, I've gone through that mm-hmm. that portion of my life as well. But I just viewed myself as smart. You know what? Mm-hmm. If you want to be in the game, you better play it the way that the um, game masters have drawn the game up, so that you can be a, a willing and and active participant. Otherwise, you may fall out or fall to the wayside. And I've always wanted to be one that was there in the middle. Um, if I didn't know, I would just observe and learn. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then I would know and become part of. So, hey, uh, you growing up, they had like shows like Super Friends and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Super Friends um, and the Wonder Twins the Wonder were, Twins. you know, they were like the closest thing to characters of color mm-hmm. because of the fact they were alien and they were different. And, um, you know, they had, I love the fact that they had to do, use their powers together. Yeah. That one power activated the other. I thought that was just 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because like you said that like for back then that time, but we mm-hmm. still do that. Like when we don't find representation, mm-hmm. and there's like a character on the show that's like an alien or different. It's like oh that character is black. Like I don't know if you know what Dragon Ball Z is, but Piccolo, yeah, oh you do. Well, Piccolo mm-hmm. is black because there's no black characters on the show. Like, right, he's cool. Like you know, yeah, we do that yeah. a lot, and it's funny to hear that you did that with the Wonder Twins. It's like. Something that's going on. Hey, Thanos was a man of color. Purple is a color. <laughs> uh, better write that down. <laughs> Thanos was a brother. Yeah, I think. What did you say, Frankie? The, the Wonder Twins were black. I thought they no, were Asian. They were. They were like, a- actually Asian. Filipino, maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. Try to eat Spanish, and now I see you. <laughs> Speaking of Spanish, like I mm-hmm. like uh, part Spanish and part. African American man, like, how did you feel when you started seeing like characters like Miles Morales pop out? I loved it, and mm-hmm. um, actually, at first I didn't want to watch the movie. I was like, "Ah, Spider Man cartoon movie, really?" <laughs> and Frankie was like, "No, Daddy, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it." And then there was one day I was just home; it was on demand, so I said, "Okay, let me click over here. It's worth six ninety nine. Let me see what this thing is about." Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got done, I remember texting. I was like, oh, my God, this movie is amazing. I couldn't believe the animation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the realism and the struggles of this young, half-black, half-Latino superhero trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't really sure about his power, how to activate his power. But he knew, you know, I wanted to do something good with it. And I just, I, oh, my God, I just became so enamored with that story. It was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like it was very uh, accurate. Like um, they definitely went. That was one of the movies that I saw, and I could tell that there was black people in the room. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was done very well. It was. Yeah. It really was. So, from Peekskill, did you move to like the city? Oh boy! From Peekskill, we went to Atlanta. And then from Atlanta, that's when I joined the Navy. So from Atlanta, I went to. Um, Waukegan, Wisconsin, where the Naval Training Center was. From there, I went to Honolulu, Hawaii. From there, I went to Yakuska, Japan. I've been to Taipei, Taiwan. Japan. Japan. Was Frankie born in Japan? No. (laughs) (laughs) That would explain a lot. Yeah, that would explain a lot. But no, 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 no. Yeah, I've been... Well, I've been, thanks to the Navy and thanks to your tax dollars, <laughs> I, I've been completely around the world twice. We were one of the last American warships to go through the um, Panama Canal. Mm-hmm. I was there when um, the Chinese government took control of Hong Kong and, you know, the British turned over control once again to the Chinese government of Hong Kong. We were one of the last American warships to visit there. <laughs> Played basketball with the United States Naval Team in in um, Subic Bay, Philippines. Oh, are you good? Oh, yeah, I got game. <laughs> Even now. You know, it, just, it just takes me a minute to, you know, I lace them up. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I, I tell the, the kids this at work. You know, they, they think, oh, I'm all this. You know, they got $100 shoes and $10 worth of game. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I'll tell them, look, don't make me get mine because I'll lace them up in a heartbeat and teach you a lesson. And, um, you know, of course, it was all, there's always one. There's always one. And I'm like, okay. They'll play to 10, and I'll just shoot three-pointers. I don't even have to run you down. Oh, just, wow. Your jump shot is real. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the game? It's, it's not a basketball podcast, but how do you feel about the way the game is played now with the shooting? Um, I love the fact that the three-point shooting is bringing it back, bringing back us smaller guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember when I, I did try out once for the Knicks and um, got to the second round of, of cuts. Oh, so you was nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, 
you know, then I was told I was too short because mm-hmm. back then, unless back you were then, Bugs. well, yeah, but back then the NBA had a height requirement. You had to be at least six one. Yeah. And at five eleven, I, you know, they said you got heart, you got speed, you're just too short. Yeah, Michael Jordan said his brother was actually better than him, but he couldn't make it because right. he was shorter. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, and not to get off topic, but um, you know, nowadays the game is made so much easier for young people to to access and to be part of because in my day, you had to progress. You really had to learn the game. So you started off on the biddy court. And for all you old timers, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what biddies is. Yeah, you had to yeah. start off on the biddy court. And yeah. then if the bigger kids saw that you had some talent and saw that you were really, you know, you were ready to play, then they would call you over to their court. And then you had to learn the game from them. But, you know, there was a natural progression. Whereas nowadays with AAU out there that, you know, young people are told so early and so quickly, oh, you're great, you're this, you're that. And they really don't have to go through learning the actual game mm-hmm. like fundamental wise. the fundamentals and um i i feel that they lose something in that because you know they're told so early that they're so great and you know they have this expectation when they begin to excel you know or get to the next level that you know yeah this is going to be given to me and you know i, I liked it better when we had to earn it yeah nothing is promised nothing <laughs> nothing is promised nothing, nothing. Is promised so uh when did you have your kids Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, I had my first child when I was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was my son. Mm-hmm. And um, then I had um, a daughter four years later. Mm-hmm. And then probably about eight or nine years later, that's when Frankie came along. And then my favorite one. Yeah. And then after Frankie came one more. And then, you know, that was it. We had to close up shop. Did they all of them take after you with the next stuff or just Frankie? My son took after me with basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie took after me with comics, mm-hmm. and her baby sister um, took over. Well, took after me with the love of the game. She was too short to really play, mm-hmm. but she helped me form a team. And I, in fact, had an AAU team. Mm-hmm. And she would pick out the talent. She had a great natural eye for talent. She mm-hmm. had a knowledge of the game. Mm-hmm. So I made her my assistant coach, and we mm-hmm. won two championships. And finished second in a national championship. Oh, yeah. with the Y'all team see, that, he be balling, balling. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like just being a geek. You could be the hardest core geek, but that doesn't define your entire personality. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's not just who you are. No. Yeah. Especially when you're black. Especially <laughs> when you're black. Yeah. Because you know the world's looking at you twice as hard. So. Yeah. 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 So, what would you say was the first time you saw Frankie interested in the thing that you were interested in? Hmm. That's hard to say because, you know, she would ask me about things when she was younger. And I didn't know if she was actually really interested or if she, oh, she just, just was trying to chat you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just talking with dad to see, you know, oh, yeah. my God, you know, and spend time with daddy. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, and we would talk about different things. But like I said, it wasn't until she was older that I really began to see that she had an interest mm-hmm. in, you know, the things that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And... um it's just, you know, it's been so wonderful to share that with her and to share these times with her that I wouldn't trade him for anything in the world. Awesome. Awesome. What, 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 in what ways, like, in what kind of fandom do you say you're most like? I know you're both big DC people. <laughs> well, I think she's more Marvel than DC. Ooh. Ooh. There goes the truth. <laughs> I always knew that. I always knew that. He just yeah. exposed you. Yeah. He just exposed you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, even in that, 
that that's the fun part because you know we can discuss things and and offer each other those different differing points of view and I just love it. I just love every aspect of it. Do you guys usually see the movies and stuff together? We've seen a few movies together. We saw the Suicide Squad together. We saw um what's that one with the superheroes the the Incredibles. Oh, okay. I love the Incredibles. Yeah, if they can do Incredibles, they can do Fantastic Four. It's yeah, the they can. Thing. They can. Oh my god. <laughs> but that they made one Fantastic Four movie that was just so horrific. <laughs> With um, what's his name, Michael Michael whatever Jordan, he played. Oh, Don- that one, Fan Forstick. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't even think they broke even on that thing. Oh, that, no. that was horrific. No. no. That was terrible. The first Avengers. Oh, the fourth graduation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was in Greensboro, North Carolina, where. When you went to the movies, you actually had to be quiet. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These about. people were serious. <laughs> they were serious. No phones, no foolishness. You know, you had to go in there and enjoy, you know, sit down and enjoy the movie. But, the, you know, the phones and the noise and the talking and the this and the that. No. No. But, yeah, we saw um, the Avengers with, with Frankie. Mm-hmm. And those are just, it, like I said, as a dad, you you you. Open these avenues to your children, not really sure what they'll pick up or, yeah. if, they, or if they'll even pick up anything. Mm-hmm. And um, then you have to just stand back and see what develops. You plant yeah. the seed and see what grows. Yeah. I have two daughters, and one of them is like into comics heavy, and the other one is into anime. And I'm just like, why? Why? But you know, <laughs> it's like it's the same gateway. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And just just cultivate that. Yeah. You know, just. Please, you know, just let them grow with it, you know, and just trying to find your niche in there so you so yeah. that you have something that you can relate to with yeah. them in doing that. So this way, you know, they that they know that daddy's really interested in what I'm doing. Yeah. And it, it means the world to him because yeah. I know it means the world to me. So. Yeah, it just, it's like just that, like being able to spend time like with your kids doing something you like and then they like it too. It's like it's so awesome, especially like me, I'm like introverted. I talk to my kids, but it's just like they really gotta stir something in me. Like you know, like unless it's something important, like I'm not talking. We're just sitting quietly. So. Right, right, right. And I'm the same way. I'm introverted. You yeah. know, a lot of people don't think so, exactly. but I, I really am. <laughs> and um, you know, but with Frankie, it it's just I don't know. We have a really special relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie and I have been through a lot together, and you know, through every significant aspect of my life, Frankie's been there. Oh. Yeah, and it, it it's really meant the world to me. Um, I don't even think she realizes it. You know? They never do. They never do. They never do. They never do. But yeah, she's all you know, and you know, we have our our moments as dads and daughters do. I really but, brought you here so I could just look into the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. She's an amazing daughter, mm-hmm. and you know, most dads would be they would give their right arm to have a daughter like her, mm-hmm. and she gets a lot of it. From her grandmother. Her grandmother was a wonderful woman. Oh my God. Oh my God. Frances was. She was amazing. She really was. She really was. Old West Indian <laughs> from St. Kitts. Mm-hmm. And she had that West Indian wisdom that surpasses even regular American knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she would say things to you and it wouldn't make sense at that moment. But then at some point you're like, oh my God. She was so right. You know, the light would come on, and that's just the way she was. She would say these things to you and, and just go about her way. Usually, like, that stuff really doesn't hit you till you get older, older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when my grandmother said that. Oh, yeah. This person said that. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, and, and Frankie gets a lot of that from her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
it, it brings a smile to my face because, you know, I, I knew her grandmother mm-hmm. and, her, you know, and to see her grandmother in her is mm-hmm. just an amazing thing. Awesome. So um, you collect too, right? Like oh, yes. Figures. Yes, definitely. That started, I used to collect um, comic books when mm-hmm. I was younger. And I had, I mean, I had a lot of, these comics would be valuable now. Mm-hmm. I had the Avengers 100. Mm-hmm. I had the X-Men 96 through 100, mm-hmm. which was the introduction of Wolverine, Storm. And, um, you know, a lot of those, I moved around so much in my life that just I, got lost. I, they just got lost, Yeah, you know, and, and I just kicked myself. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> are you kidding me? But, yeah, um, I found that um, moving, you know, as much as I moved around in my younger days, that um, moving the figures was a lot easier than moving boxes of heavy comic books. So It um, is until you get enough figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've, I'm to that point now where I have that many figures. I have... Um, a really great. I love my collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, sh- the top shelf of my collection is all Obama mm-hmm. and different Obama figures. Oh, do you have any of the Obama comics, like the Spider-Man Inauguration Day Obama? Comic? No, no. I had that one. I don't know what I did. <laughs> That's another you time. Can't keep I, 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 exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, I used to buy like the cardboard sleeve and the mm-hmm. plastic coverings yeah. and all that, and they're like poof gone. But yeah, and then the second part of my shelf is. Um, Superman and Wonder Woman, Superman representing me and Wonder Woman representing my wife. Mm-hmm. The third shelf is all black positive images. Um, some are superheroes, some are real life actors, and some are actual athletes. Mm-hmm. And then the, the very last shelf is my ro- what I call my rotation shelf. And I'll rotate my Star Trek figures, my Avenger figures, Batman, and then... Um, well, back then it was the WWF, but they called WWE. Oh, and wow. I, I rotate all those figures on a three-month basis. I, I collect the same stuff except for the Star Trek stuff. Are you like a big Trekkie? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have a couple of friends that are huge Trekkies. Not me, but I have friends that are huge Trekkies. Like, they live it. They go to the conventions in California and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, in fact, I used to go to the Star Trek conventions prior to going to Comic-Con because for a while, Comic-Con was just not a big thing in mm-hmm. New York, at least not to the scale that it is now. In fact, it used to be held at like one of the side hotels in a uh, banquet hall, uh-huh. whereas now they sell out, you know. The whole Javits Center. The whole Javits Center. And then we do the entire Javits Center just for Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Well, when, when was your first con? Like, how old were you? What year was it? Like? My first Comic-Con? Yeah. Oh, God. In fact, um... The first time I took Frankie with me to um, a Comic Con, and and then we I didn't even realize it was a Comic Con. It was held at the um, hotel that's directly across the street from Madison Square Garden. I don't forget what what hotel that is. I think it's the Roosevelt or one of them. I know what you mean. So by, by the movie theater. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. one. And um, they had it in one of the, like I said in one of their banquet halls, mm-hmm. and I would just go just to see what kind of figures they had. I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to hear people talk, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to collect comic books. I just at that point I wanted to collect action figures, mm-hmm. and um, so I took Frankie with me, and she was a little girl, mm-hmm. and um, of course she wanted to touch every damn thing. <laughs> My God. And, you know, the vendors are looking at, can you control your child? I'm like, no, it's my child. <laughs> anyway. But, um, yeah, you know, we, we went to that one. That was, and I forget what year that was. But, like I said, back then, the Comic-Con wasn't a big deal. It was, you know. Like a, Were there any, like, creators there? Like, artists? No, artists no. Come? At that point, it wasn't even big enough to have the artists come. Oh, it was wow. just a bunch of vendors that wanted to sell comic books and action figures. And, okay. you know, the good thing was that each year that I went after that point, 
it began to grow and grow and grow. And then that's when it became what it is now to where, you know, it's a multi-million dollar gathering. And, and you know, back then people were barely breaking even. Yeah. If you rented a table and tried to sell your stuff, you barely broke even that weekend. Whereas now these guys turn huge profits. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like, like is it good, like positive for you saying that way? Is it cathartic or is it like, you think it's like it's getting too, uh, too um, mainstream or too, you know, too Hollywood? I, yeah, I think it's I think it's becoming too Hollywood because you know now people just go because you know they want to dress up and they want to see who they can see. Um, true enthusiasts like myself, you know, I'll I'll go because there are specific booths or somebody you know one of my friends may be having a table and um, or someone that I collect with will, will shoot me a text and say you know yo Arturo did you know this this person has a table and he's got I know you're looking for this figure. Why don't you go check them out? You know, those wow. kinds of things. You have a community? Yeah. <laughs> you have a collecting community? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. how long? Well, it's not a community that I started, but, you know, it's just people that I stay in touch with. Yeah, that, and this has true. been, like, for the last 15 years. You know, oh, it's just wow. people that, when the Comic-Con comes mm-hmm. to town or what have you, or if they are somewhere and they'll see a figure, they'll shoot me a quick text, and they're like, yo, he's got this figure. You want me to pick it up for you? Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, that, or if I'm, you know, somewhere and I know. This that, is before Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way before Facebook, when, when you actually had to talk to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't realize people had that. Like, I thought that it was brand new. Like the fact, because I'm on Facebook, and like a lot of collector groups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, I meet new mm-hmm. people, and we trade figures and stuff like that. Yeah. But I wondered how people did it before then. <laughs> That's how we used to do. It. We actually used to have to meet somebody like at a, at a coffee shop and say, "Hey, you know, and, you know, we would compare notes and stuff and." That's how we did it back in the old days. Oh, God. What's your favorite line? Cause like, like, I know there's like um, Marvel Legends. I know you're not a Marvel guy. I think Frankie said you like DC. Uh, I love DC figures. Yeah. Um, actually, it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, scale doesn't matter to you? Like what size? Yeah, only because I've got big hands. So I can't really go for the smaller figures. Mm-hmm. I have to go for like the seven or the eight inch figures. And, and actually, those are the um, newest scales they've come out with. Yeah, McFarlane has a 7-inch yeah, yeah, line. Yeah, and the 12-inch the ones usually lack the detail and the um, the joints that I like. So that yeah, the articulation. The, yeah. yeah, the articulation. Yeah, I'm all about the articulation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That And now I look for the detail, and most of the 12-inch figures just don't have the detail mm-hmm. that I like mm-hmm. in my action figures. Yeah. I'm like, okay. You ever yeah. do imports, like the Japanese figures? I do. Um, Square Enix, I've got a few of their figures. Shut sure, up, uh, Square Enix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a little pricey, yeah. but they're worth it. They're yeah. definitely worth it. We're talking about Square Enix, like um, like the Marvel figures they make. Or? Yeah, okay. Well, actually, they make both. They make Marvel and DC. Okay. I, I recently purchased a Square Enix Batman. That mm-hmm. was just that's just out of this world. I can't wait to you know get to that time when I rotate my stuff and like actually the next rotation will be my Batman series. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait so I can unbox that one. Yes, folks. Yes, I unbox them <laughs> and I put them out. You're there. not a real collector if you don't unbox them. Cause yeah, you just, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're trying to look for a market, that's cool. But you're not yeah. a collector if you're not enjoying exactly. Your you know, and I. I just love my action figures. And even, you know, even my grandchildren or young children that come to the house, you know, they, they for some reason, they don't touch them. That's, you know? that's crazy. They don't. And my, they, my daughters are like that, too. But when their friends come over. <laughs> oh, they, see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that'll earn you an automatic ejection. That, that's, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Got to hit the road on that. Yeah, between my, my kids' friends and my dog, I've lost a lot of figures. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God! Yeah, I'm touching the figures. That that's that's automatic ejection. Yeah, especially what I was asking. I'm bringing your hat and coat, <laughs> coat out there, and you know, yeah, I got the bus schedule for you right here. There you mm-hmm. go. What would you say is like your favorite figure if you if you could pick one? Oh, my favorite figure is um, my Black Green Lantern, John Stewart. Yeah, John Stewart. Mm-hmm. That um, Frankie gave me. That's my favorite one. Oh. And. Um, after that is, I just recently bought the um, the Superman from Zack Snyder with the black costume. Mm-hmm. I would rate that number two. But yeah, the one that Frankie gave me, the John Stewart Green Lantern, is my favorite. What were, you, what were your, some of your favorite comic book stories that you read growing up? Um, one of my favorite was when um, Tony Stark came out as an alcoholic in the Iron Man series. Awesome. <laughs> and um, Green Arrow also went through um, his substance abuse issues. I like when they showed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman, who's always been like, you know, nowadays they'd probably label him bipolar because anybody that can run around and, and beat the hell out of people in the middle of the night and they do philanthropic work during the day, <laughs> that's classic bipolar. So, you know, he's in the day he's level and then he's spiking at night and, you know, Heaven, heaven be me ready to receive whoever he sends that way. Like, Demon in the Bottle, like the Iron Man story, like he got drunk. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Rhodey became Iron Man. How was that right. for you? Um, I know you're not a Marvel guy, but no, Iron um, Man was black for a time. And the thing, yeah. And the thing is, um, it really didn't sink in. You know, nowadays it would sink in because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the importance of, of our, our people mm-hmm. being in superhero roles. Mm-hmm. But it didn't sink in and. You know, back then, because like I said, back then, it was a completely different mindset. You know, only the white folks were, you know, the hero, the yeah. main hero. And someone like Rhodey was just, you know, the sidekick. Yeah. The ward or, you know, and someone who just lucked up into it. But, you know, as soon as Tony Stark got his shit together, then all of a sudden, you know, he's yeah. Iron Man again. Yeah. And, the, you know, the other guy is just, you know, he's like the Robin to this guy's Batman. So, yeah, yeah. What was the first black super? I guess probably Black Panther. I didn't answer my question, but I guess the first black superhero that like didn't wasn't a sidekick, you know? Oh, so. actually, it wasn't the Black Panther. It was um, the Black Lightning. Oh. That was the very first real black superhero that we, you know, you mm-hmm. can look at and say, "Oh my God, he's a black superhero" because mm-hmm. he had the gaudy jumpsuit and the big black and afro. afro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I have that action figure. Oh wow! And um. That was the first identifiable black superhero. And then Marvel came out with Luke Cage. Yeah. And um, then he was the second most identifiable superhero, Mm -hmm. black superhero. Because, you know, even then, Luke Cage had the big afro. Mm -hmm. He had the gaudy yellow shirt and the tight blue pants and Mm -hmm. the big chain belt. (laughs) And, um, you know, they were... I could look at them and and say, these are black superheroes. Yeah, even though they were written by white people. Right, exactly. (laughs) Did you feel like like black exploitation back then was positive or negative? Um, we were just so damn glad to see black exactly. movies just, yeah. that we didn't even look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course now when in fact I was watching Superfly just the other day <laughs> and the acting was just so bad. I was like, Oh my <laughs> god, this is terrible. And um, you know, but they were our movies. Yeah. We could go there and we could see us on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing to see. And actually, the first black movie that I ever, ever saw was um, 
a movie called a guy from the guy from Harlem mm. where he plays a private detective in Miami trying to solve this case. And, um, if you have prime video, <laughs> they're not paying us. <laughs> yeah. They're not paying us, but let me tell let me give you a quick one. If you have prime video, go put in the search, um, guy from Harlem riff tracks. You've got to see it. Right, you've got to see it. If you're a black exploitation movie buff, you've got to see this. It is hilarious to hear. And you know, you know, it's two white guys yeah. trying to figure out what the hell the black folks are doing. <laughs> but to hear their perspective of, you know, that movie is just hilarious. And, you know, even I had to look it up like, oh, my God. And we thought this was like, we thought this movie was the bomb. This was the movie. Yeah. And then, of course, after that came uh, Superfly, The Mac, Coffee, Shaft, Blackula, Blackula, which is one of the greatest love stories of all time. <laughs> I see it. Um, you know, there was, there was that. And you know we you know we were allowed to come into our blackness and and mm-hmm. see ourselves up on the big screen and it was like it was so cool yeah it was just so cool to go with that were you were into like the, the martial arts movies like the, the um films? well not until Jim mm-hmm. Kelly once Jim Kelly hit the screen yeah. you know we all lost our minds everybody then you know because Jim Kelly hit with um, Enter the Dragon yeah. So then, you know, the thing was, even though it was Bruce Lee's character, we all had to run out and learn how to use nunchucks. <laughs> and, you know, we were trying to mimic all the moves. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that was a, like a, a, a version of nerddom right there? Uh, yeah. 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 You know, even, you know, nowadays we're, we're so quick with the labels. But, yeah. Yeah. It certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you keep up with besides uh, collecting now, like nerd wise? Like, are you reading the new Greenland? So, you know, there's a new black woman Greenland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't read as much as I used to, and I really kick myself for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every now and then somebody will say, oh, my God, have you seen this? Or, you know, did you read that? Then I'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. For the most part, now I'm just strictly a collector. Mm-hmm. I stay on top of the action figures in the action figure world. Mm-hmm. And that's where my primary focus is yeah. now. If if I had to recommend one book to you, it would definitely be the other side, the other history of the DC universe. And the first story is actually Black Lightning mm-hmm. going over like what it would really be like to be Black Lightning during the time that he grew up, during the time he grew up. And there's a, a one in particular scene where he comes crazy at John Stewart for being in the Justice League, saying that he doesn't like represent Black people, like he's just a coon. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it goes a lot deeper than that, but I would definitely recommend. I'll buy, I'll get it for you, actually. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely DC read covers. it. Now, Frankie went I, a couple of years back when I I got a knee operation. She brought me um, a Justice League comic book, mm-hmm. and she got me some other comic books that are like in plastic, and they were autographed by the artist himself. So mm-hmm. you know, they're like, yeah, don't don't touch, yeah, yeah. But um, she also brought me a Justice League one that was my absolute fa- favorite. And, you know, the Justice League now is coming back. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to actually I have to go now go to um, Midtown Comics and get the, you know, the, the comics that came before that so that I can actually follow that storyline. Because it's like there's a blink and they're all back mm-hmm. as themselves, but with. They don't have real memories of what transpired. Oh, the new right. Fifty Two. They went to yes, the new yes, Fifty Two, and one. then he lost like ten years. And right, 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 yeah. right. DC is getting crazy. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're running out of shit to say. Yeah. Like, oh, let's make this. Up. Well, let's just start all over again yeah, from scratch. Yeah, we'll just blink like, the universe out yeah. of existence. And were you still reading when like Milestone came out? Mm, 
no. No, no. It's no. that whole wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you like seen like this the static shot cartoon on TV. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. You know, again, you know, it, it's always cool when we see ourselves in these roles as, you know, we, we you know, we save the world. Yeah. We save a life. You know, mm-hmm. we're not just depicted as pimps and, and prostitutes <laughs> and, you know, rap artists or ball players. You know, it's less like, like, that's what I loved about the Miles Morales because he was just a school kid trying to find his way. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of our black children out there can relate to. But then you've got the burden of these superpowers mm-hmm. and, you know, you're like, oh, my God, what do I do with all this? Yeah. And he was afraid to tell his dad. He's afraid to tell his mom. And, you know, the only person you can relate to is his, his black uncle who turned out to be. To Everybody be. has one of those in the family, man. Yeah, we do. They always come out at Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What books do you have that you still have? Like, you know, what are you, have you collected? Like, have you lost all your comic books or do you have? Like, I still have every one that Frankie gave me. Okay. <laughs> and um, those are the only ones that I'm really you know, interested about even keeping mm-hmm. are those. Um, like I said, I, I lost my, my really, really, what, what people would consider a valuable comic book collection. Yeah. I lost that so many years yeah, ago. I, would, I can't even. Yeah. I would love to introduce you to some, like, because they have black-ass books now, and I could just imagine what you were reading back then mm-hmm. and what exists now. There's a character called uh, Nighthawk. He's one of my favorites, and he, like, only, you know, superheroes, black communities. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know what? White people, too, like, white on white violence, and it's like, okay. I, I'm still old fashioned guy. I still like to read the books themselves. I don't like this online crap or uh, you know, uh, or on your phone. Yeah. I, I can't do that. I have to actually have a physical book, a physical hand. book in my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I, I miss reading the newspaper. Oh, wow. yeah, that's I used to love to read the newspaper, <laughs> and you know. It took me years to figure out uh, on the subway, you know, you see the old Europeans with their folded up paper. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, I got to learn how to do that. It took me years to finally figure that out. When I finally figured it out, nobody's reading newspapers anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, if, you know, reading, the, I would love to read the books, but it has to be the actual physical gotcha. book. It can't be anything online or what have you. Like, back to being a parent, you say you have a bunch of kids, but, like, with Frankie, like, you're into this, to a certain thing. Do the other like kids like feel left out or jealous, and how how do you stop that from? No, they just know that you know. I mean, kids get jealous. Right? Yeah, siblings everything. get jealous yeah. of, of each other. And, you know, that's just the way siblings are. I'm jealous of my sisters, and they're jealous of me. So you know, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, they each recognize that you know they all ha- they have they each have their special place with dad, mm-hmm. and um, you know I. I try to encourage that in all the individuality in all my girls, mm-hmm. and I have primarily girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some Shout people out say to girl dads. Yeah, well, they said that's because I was a womanizer. Ooh, you heard that? <laughs> that's why I got so. Good. <laughs> that's why I was blessed with so many daughters. So. Yeah, that's what they say. You, yeah, you're gonna have girls if you. you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what they say, and you know, I guess it's true because you know I, you can't be a womanizer. You're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> being a nerd isn't what you may think it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how did you feel about that movement in general, like the girl that movement? I'm so sad it had to come away, but you know, with Kobe dying, but like, there's just so much love around right. dads and daughters right now. And the thing is, when Kobe died, everybody acted like 
you know, us girl dads weren't, you know, like he was our king. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, I've been doing this way before <laughs> you, kid. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sad you're gone, but yeah. damn. Yeah. You know, nobody ever uh, gave me any, any accolades for that. You know, mm. and I used to I used to do Frankie's hair. Yeah. And she was a baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, I bet she didn't tell you guys that. She told me. Oh, she did? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do her hair and, you know, pick out outfits and all that stuff. And, yeah. You know, coordinate the scrunchies with the hairdo with the outfits and all that. Yeah. You know, so there were a lot of us girl dads out there. But, I yeah. mean, we, 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 we benefit from being part of the patriarchy. So, it's like we let the society lets women have all the uh, good stuff from parenting. Everything good has to come yeah. from mom. So, yeah, your mother yeah. did this, your mother did that, mm-hmm, your mother mm-hmm. did this, your mother did that. That's so, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But, you know, there, there were a lot more girl dads out there prior to Kobe passing. Mm-hmm. Hey, rest in peace. But well, back um, in the day, I mean, you're a little older. Like, so back in the day, you witnessed, like, other girl dads? I thought that was more of a... Actually, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you the truth, I really didn't see that many girl dads Going back in the day. Or, or if you did, you know, they were on the down low about it. Like, yeah. it was some kind of curse. Or, yeah, like, yeah, when nobody's watching, they jump yeah. over with their daughter. <laughs> but, but I used to take pride in doing, doing Frankie's hair. Yeah. So, and, yeah. you know... People were amazed. It would actually come out good. Yeah. The first couple of times, you know, it looked like somebody, like somebody's father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was doing it. <laughs> yeah. But after I got good with it, yeah, like like braids or just puffs and stuff. No, we would do puffs. We would do um, twists. Twist. And um, I could do puffs and twists too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the scrunchies and the clips, and mm-hmm. we'd be good to go. Yeah, but right and all that. Mm-hmm. Spray, mm-hmm. gotta use that spray. Soften yeah, the hair up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it, get it while it's wet. <laughs> did you like notice like her in like school? Like, did she have any problems like being a nerd or like was it? No, she's like? you know I and I think she gets that from me. She's always been her own person. Mm-hmm. At least from what I've what I, what I witnessed, she's always been her own person. Mm-hmm. You know, she's done things the way she wants to do them. That's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. She gets that from her mom and her grandmother. They both, you know, they were, both of them were like almost single moms in, in a time when, you know, there weren't very, well, there were single moms, but, you know, they were what they were. And and her, her grandmother was one of the strongest women, and her mother's a strong woman. Mm-hmm. And um, she gets that from them. Mm-hmm. She gets that strength and, and that, mm-hmm. you know what, I can be my own person. You, you don't have to like it, but I'm me, so... And that's the way she that's is. That's awesome when you can have, like, you know, a whole family behind you and you have that support. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's after those who don't. Like, yeah, if you could talk to, like, somebody who, like, maybe has a child that's, like, into what they're into. Maybe it doesn't have to be nerd stuff or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. how would you tell them, like, to cultivate that or to nurture that? I do that every day at work. I just tell them to stand back and let them be themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you've planted that seed. Don't sit there and try to force it you know, mm-hmm. in that direction. If they want to go that way, that's fine. If if not, let them be who they want to be. Yeah. You know, and that's all you can do. And, um, you know, sometimes the people that I talk to hear it. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. You see you see that, like, a lot of people forcing their kids into stuff that they're really like, not yeah, into. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, I, that's when I try to tell them, look, just pull back. Let them be who they are. But, no, they're, they're determined, you know. Like... American society is stuck on this college thing that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, my God, my kid has to go to college, mm-hmm. get an education. 
And you've got plumbers out there making $200 an hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fireman, and I make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I have a degree. Exactly. In account- I have a degree in accounting that I'm not oh, okay. going to use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my thing is, you know, there are plenty of trades, you know, positions out there and good-paying jobs and good-paying careers mm-hmm. that don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need a college education for. So, you know what? If your child wants to go to college, by all means, encourage them to do so. But don't let them know, look, you know, there are other things that you can pursue. What do you want to be? What do you like? Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy doing? You'd be surprised. Nowadays. Yeah, look at Frankie. What, yeah. How did you feel when she told you that she, that's what she was doing? Like, I'm going to quit my regular job and I'm just going to do, like, content. Like, like coming from where you're from, like, the area you're from, and then, like, here and there. Uh, all I could say to myself was, oh, my God, she's turning into me. <laughs> that, that, you know, that's that's some crazy shit that I would say. <laughs> you know, like, um, I don't, I got a master's degree in kinesiology, but I'm going to go do comic books online. <laughs> exactly. And that, I, when, when I heard that, I'm like, that's me. That's me coming out in her. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Were I was scared ju- for her at all? No. Oh, wow. No. Because, you know, I knew she'd fall on her feet. She always has and she always will. Let's trust. But, you know, and like like I said earlier, you know, you guys have the avenues and the venues now where you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, back when I was coming up in her age, we didn't have that. We didn't have Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and Grammy Time and mm-hmm. Facey This. And, you know, you answer your phone and somebody's face is there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, but that, I think one of the bigger overarching problems is like even though we have these things and sometimes we can make money from these things, it's like we still don't control the means of production. So, like somebody might be paying Frankie to do something, mm-hmm. and maybe they're making way more money, you right? Know, you know, and and then then that's when we have to stand back and say, well, why am I not controlling this? Yeah, we have to ask that question. Yeah, you have to see the guys on uh, the internet right now, the TikTok, uh, Bing Bong. Yeah, yeah, it's like two white kids like controlling that whole thing and getting all the money, and it's like a black, you know, and skit, the, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, as people of color, we've always been hesitant to take that leap, mm-hmm. whereas Europeans just take the leap and whatever happens. I mean, happens. society's going to catch them, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, and we need to start adopting that mentality. If we caught each other, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of creators right now, like, they'll start something and they'll go to, like, the community, like, TikTok. I mean, like, GoFundMe or something like that, yeah. the Starter Project or something like that. Exactly. Like, that's new, and exactly. I wish more of us supported each other that way. We, you know, and our young people are so talented and, mm-hmm. and so imaginative, and they have so much that they could offer, and they're just afraid to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love what Frankie does, because she's not afraid to put it out there. She's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I don't know, you know, how it's going to turn out, but yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know how and, people are going to receive this. And one. she yeah. doesn't. And yeah. they do. It takes a level of bravery. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Even what you're doing is brave. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have never thought that I'd be sitting here talking to another man of color about being the father of, of you know, girls who like comics. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're here, we're doing it, and I'm loving it. This is great. Yeah. I never thought that my, my daughters would pick up comics like that. Like, when I heard I was having daughters, it was just like, okay, I'm going to buy some dresses. And right, right, right. Well, I never, like, intended it. I remember my daughter first picking up a, a, Sp- a Spider-Man toy that I had, and she was just like, I like this. And I'm like, whatever. And then, then when she first started getting into it, people were like, oh, my God, are you forcing that on this girl? I'm like, no. <laughs> exactly. You don't no. have to force them. No. You know, if, if, if it's something they want to do, they'll yeah. find it, and they'll find their niche, and boom, they're off. Yeah, and sometimes they'll even come back. because like my oldest. She was uh, super into comic books, and then when she had high school, Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like too cool, right? And then after like two years in high school, it's like, no, no, dad, come back. 
<laughs> Frankie was the same way. You know, she, <laughs> in high school, she was an athlete. She played basketball, ran mm-hmm. track, played softball. Mm-hmm. And then this is where she found her niche. And I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I really could. Yeah. I can't, you can't I'm beyond proud. You know? mm-hmm. I didn't like to see yourself in her. Like, that's what it's really all about like having kids is such a selfish thing <laughs> it is it is it is you're looking for yourself you know yeah yeah and when it comes full circle it's a beautiful thing it is yeah. it is there's nothing like it there really isn't so like do you like watch all of frankie's content i you know what and she's gonna kill me with this I, I, <laughs> i'm just not an an internet guy mm-hmm. i'm just not that guy i'm just so old-fashioned i'm like because i think FaceTime on your iPhone, I find that intrusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really do. Yo, women love that. They love it like FaceTime. What you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, you have to find a better way to catch me than that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just not an internet guy. I think that the internet itself is intrusive. And I'm a very private person, mm-hmm. you know, part of that because I've, you know, I've got too many skeletons in my closet. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to yeah. keep it that way. I don't yeah. need people's searching into my past and what have you. And, and and that's for you younger people. You know, I enjoy my life the way it is. It's quiet. Yeah. You know, I yeah. collect my figures. I go to work. <laughs> I, you know, every now and then I have to uh, scream at a young person to get their life together. But, um... We need that sometimes. Some yeah. Other, many yeah. people have put their foot in my ass for me to get together. So get well, together you know, a kick in the ass is okay <laughs> as long as it points you in the right direction. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We all need that from, from time to time. Yeah. You know, but... I'm done, and you know, I never caught her program, and that's because I'm just not an internet guy, mm-hmm. you know. But I always tell her how proud I am of her, yeah. and I want her to know that. Mm-hmm. You know, you I get over her at work like this is my daughter. This is oh yeah, daughter. everybody, everybody <laughs> at work knows my children, and um, they know that she's the closest one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because she's my comic book baby, mm-hmm. and um, you know. I love her. Like I said, I love her, and I'm so proud of what she does. I'm just not that internet dad. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> I've got I've got my phone that's smarter than I am. I've got a freaking iPhone 13 that has more memory space than my than my desktop computer. <laughs> and if you were to look at my phone, all you'd see is like movies and games. Mm-hmm. And you know that's where that that's my niche. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have access to all the internet stuff. I just mm-hmm. I'm like no. That that's for younger folks. What about like when you retire? You think you'll like be more on the internet or no? No, <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. I'll be more. You know, and I'm I'm a text guy. I'm I'm you know I don't even like to answer my phone. Mm. Truthfully, when people call me, you know, I'm most of the time I won't even pick up. Same. Then then when, <laughs> then they text me. I'm like, and then I'll get right back to. Them. I know they're looking at me like what. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I tell people that, look, don't call me, text me, because if you call, I'm not going to pick up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way I am. And, you know, people that love me and accept me know that's just the way he is. So. <laughs> you think that if you grew up around this time, you'd be a content creator or anything like that? Or you would just, like, stay to yourself because you said you're a private person? Um, like, it took, even me, like, I'm, I feel like the same way you feel. But it took a lot for me to come out and do podcasts, have my own stuff. Right, 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 right. People, everybody knows who you are. Everybody's mm-hmm. looking into who you are. It would depend on, you know, the the crew of people that I would get involved with and, and socialize with, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they were into something like that, I'm sure I'd, you know, fall right in and find my niche in it. But, you know, for the most part, I, you know, I, I get the way I am from mm-hmm. the people that I used to hang with. So. Yeah. Did anybody you hang with, were they into the things you were? Like, were they nerds? No. Mm, no. Oh. no. No. So you didn't find that community to like no. much later? Right, much later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's experienced a lot of us. Mm-hmm. 
or maybe like the people that do are into it pretend that they're they, back then at least before it became cool right, right they right. weren't into it because you know stick the stigma there was a stigma <laughs> there was a stigma yeah. and like, like i said you know nowadays you know it, it's you, like when I'm at Target mm-hmm. and I see an older single guy in the toy department, you know, <laughs> you know what's up. I, I know what's up. You know, he, he's hiding the good figures to the back of the shelf. Oh my god, collectors are so terrible with that. Yeah, if yeah. you shop at Target for collectibles, lift the rack. They will lift the rack and hide toys under there. You yeah, 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 yeah. I, I <laughs> and you know, I, I'll catch. I'll do. I'll wait till they leave because some of them will leave and then come back. Yeah. You know, and they, you know they've stashed. So you know, then I, I'm on to that. So you know, I, I grab their stash. <laughs> Or I'll catch the guy that they talked to, and I said, "Oh, look! I know he just told you, you know, put this in the back. Why don't you go get that for me?" <laughs> and um, you know, so it, back in the day, you know, you like I said, they you were looked at like some creepy guy, yeah, that um, you know, was was a pedophile or what have you, yeah, and a toy right, 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 right. But now it, there's it's, it's a community, yeah, 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 it's accepted, yeah. and it's so funny, and because my wife and I, I remember the first time I took her to Forbidden Planet. Mm-hmm. They had this huge glass case with all you know these action figures on display, and they had the um, Star Wars clones, mm-hmm. and there's like twenty clones all together, mm-hmm. and of course you know they all look like the same action figures. So mm-hmm. you know I'm 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 standing from like oh my god that's the entire clone collection, mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> so everybody else is you know all of us are like damn that's yeah. so cool, yeah. and my wife goes. Well, how come they all look alike? <laughs> and I mean, the whole place is like, oh my God, who is this? Is she with somebody? <laughs> you know, they all got really offended. I'm like, Shh, baby, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll tell you, but, you know, and I had to explain to her about, about the clone wars. And, you know, she's like, Psh. they, they all, I'm sorry. They could have sold the same figure 20 times. <laughs> I was like, oh no, you just have to understand the storyline. And then after that point, you know, she began to understand, you know, my my collection and, mm-hmm. and why I put so much into it because you know there are actual stories attached to yeah. each of these figures and you know give them a special meaning. So, you, you ever find any difficulties like when you were dating, like when people find out who you are, like you're into this stuff, but not like like seriously into it. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> luckily, you know, I was never judged by it or mm-hmm. for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I guess I found some very accepting people <laughs> along the way, but um, yeah. no, not so at it's all. about who you are. Um, yeah, you, you yeah. ever hear the stories about like a certain community of male blacks that uh, go to like cons and stuff like that, and they're just like really not friendly people or really musty? Does Frankie ever complain to you about black nerd men? Mm. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, 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 she's doing her own thing. She mm. don't have time for that foolishness. Foolishness. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I haven't, you know, I really haven't noticed a community of black men that were antisocial, you know. Like when we see each other at the Comic Cons, you know, give me head nuts. The, the, the yeah. head nuts, what's yeah. up, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and we, we keep it moving. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, it's not that we're antisocial. We know that, you know, for the most part, Europeans don't even want us in there. So that's yeah. the truth. They that's don't. The truth. That's, the truth. that's the reality. And that's, I'm glad that we have our own stuff now. I'm glad mm-hmm. that with like podcasting and the internet now, we can make our own platforms and control some of the means of production and communicate with each other. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, you know, as you guys grow and expand and, you know, Get your experience with this, then you can turn it into something really special. Don't Hopefully. just stop here with podcasts. You guys can 
Start production. Look, look at Tyler Perry. He's got his own studios. And now. he's terrible. He's <laughs> terrible. We won't even have, don't get me started on Tyler Perry. But you know, those are the things we, we have to, um, we have to dream yeah. like that, yeah. you know, dream in that, in that scale. Like, you know, think like the Europeans do. I can do this. That, that's great. That advice right there. Just dream, dream big. Yeah. yeah. Dream big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Oh I'm my like, God. This was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Same. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I see a lot of myself in you, like the dicker girl, dad, the nerd stuff, and it was really cathartic for me. Wow, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I got something out of this as well. Thank you, baby. <laughs> oh, in the background. My baby. All right. Peace out, guys. Well, this was so cool. <laughs> Right. <laughs>